What's up, everybody? Welcome. Welcome back. This is The Daily Drives. I'm your host, Jason Clemens. I hope everybody's having an awesome day. Uh, I know that uh, today's Tuesday, and uh, yesterday was kind of ugly with the rain and the clouds and whatnot. Today, it's kind of cloudy, but at least there's some more sunlight, so I'm pretty happy about that. It is the rainy season here in uh, in the Sunshine State, <laughs> so uh, I got to deal with that occasionally. No big deal. I got wet and dry about 12 times yesterday, so today I'm not uh, I'm not looking at that as much. Although climbing around in people's attics can get pretty hot. I just spent literally about 45 minutes in this woman's attic, and I was pouring sweat by the time I got out of there. Probably lost like two pounds. Not that I need that, right? Anyway. So, I hope you tuned in to this past weekend's episode uh, talking about anxiety because, man, there's a lot of really good information in there for you if you're dealing with anxiety or have a, a friend or a loved one who's dealing with anxiety. Either way, there's a lot of really good stuff in there that you can take away from it. Uh, the different things that you can do to help relieve anxiety, the reasons for anxiety, all that kind of stuff. So, if you haven't heard that one yet, go back and listen to the last episode I posted on Saturday. Uh, I think it was Saturday. Anyway, so welcome back. If you're listening for the first time, I welcome you. Thank you for, for joining us. Of course, when I say us, I mean me and all my passengers, the uh, 40 or 50 or 60 listeners that I have on this podcast so far. It has grown. It is continuing to grow, you know, one listener at a time, and I do appreciate that. Uh, that is a direct result of you guys sharing the podcast, <clears throat> excuse me, and bringing other people along. I really do appreciate that. It means it means the world to me. You have no idea. Uh, so let's try to keep this thing growing if we can and help some more people. Uh, I have actually literally gotten emails at uh, the Daily Drives at Daily Drives Podcast at Gmail dot com. I've gotten emails uh, where people have told me that they're they're having a really good time with this and they're learning a lot and. Uh, it's keeping them going on a daily basis. So I really appreciate that. That's what it's all about, man. That's exactly what I'm trying to accomplish, uh, is give people some hope, give people something to hold on to, and, uh, you know, a little bit of motivation and, uh, you know, just a, a tiny little bit of education maybe, you know, just from my, from my experience. A lot of the stuff that I talk about is business, and then a lot of the stuff that I talk about is uh, personal. So... You know, I kind of go a little bit uh, all over the place, I guess you could say. But it's really more, when it's personal, I'm really talking more about, you know, improving yourself and, and how, to, how to get better at things, at, at whatever it is that you want to do, uh, dealing with anxiety or whatever. So today we're going to kind of continue the trend when it comes to uh, personal yet still business e. So today I want to talk about procrastination. Uh, this is both going to be useful information for both your personal life and for your, your professional life as well. Procrastination is the motivation killer. Uh, we're going to talk about this in some great depth. Uh, I just wanted to give a real quick intro so I could give a couple of shout-outs. Um, I want to give a big shout-out to my wife, uh, Nikki. She has... I've uh, been struggling over the past couple of months with the move and everything and all the things that we've dealt with. If you've listened to the podcast, you know. Uh, it's been very difficult for her. 
and she is just kicking ass, man. She's out there getting it done right now as we speak. She's out making things happen. She um, she has noticed, uh, she has felt, you know, in her own heart, there is magic in the action. By taking action on those things that you're procrastinating on, it, uh, it makes you feel better. It makes you feel like you're getting something done. And man, it, it just, it changes the world for you. It really, really does. So uh, here in just a minute, I'm going to get back to you and we're going to talk about that. And uh, we're going to go into real great detail about why you should not procrastinate and how you can keep yourself from procrastinating. We're going to talk a lot about this today. I'm going to try to keep it under 45 minutes. The last one was pretty long, but it was a lot of information. So listen to a song. We'll talk about that too. I love putting some uh, music on here. You guys seem to like that. And uh, my friends that uh, who are in the bands and things that I kind of talk about, they really appreciate it too. It's helping them out a little bit. You know, one extra listener at a time, like I said. So listen to a song. I'm going to go in here and uh, investigate somebody's attic and look for termites and things, and I'll be right back with you. Thanks again for listening to Daily Drives. I really appreciate you guys very, very much. I'll talk to you in a minute. As promised, I'll talk to you in a minute, and here I am. I'm back. And, uh, boy, that last house. (laughs) Anyway, we don't even want to get into that. That is a discussion for a whole nother episode. Anyway, today we're talking about is procrastination and how it is the motivation killer. Uh, I hope that makes sense, you know, and if it doesn't, it's going to. Uh, Once you're done listening to this podcast, you're going to have a much better understanding of of how to deal with procrastination and uh, why it is important to get things done that you've been procrastinating on. I actually did a Snapchat Motivation Monday yesterday. Uh, If you follow me on Snapchat, which if you're not, then you should. Uh, I'm going to try to post a small... I put put something on my story every day. Um, It's not always, you know, like this, a motivational speech or anything like that. Sometimes it's just, you know, me driving down the road screaming that I have to pee. Uh, or, you know, um, just out and about doing stuff or taking pictures of stupid things that I, I like or enjoy or whatever. So it's a lot of fun. Follow me on Snapchat. I, I make it interesting. And uh, it really gives you a very good understanding of my day-to-day life, uh, although it, it's sometimes boring. <laughs> but it's not, it's not always boring. If I'm sharing it on Snapchat, it's probably not boring. It might be uh, dumb to you. There might be something like, you know, that I put on there, you're like, whatever, what the hell did you put that there for? Or something you don't give anything, you know, you don't care anything about, like what I had for dinner or something. But, um, but then other times, like on Monday, uh, I do a, a little, probably three minute video, if you will, in the, in the story talking about, you know, getting things done. It's just a little motivational piece for you for a Monday morning. Um, hopefully you follow me and you already know this and you're interested and you're uh you're subscribed and all that good stuff so anyway um reasons we procrastinate all right i'm going to break this all down to one thing and one thing only the reason the only reason that we procrastinate getting things done 
is fear. That is the only reason you're procrastinating right now. It's the only reason that you haven't gotten that one thing done that really kind of needs to get done, okay? It's fear. You're like, Jason, I'm not afraid, you know? Uh, it's, let me give you an example. Like, you got uh, a bill from your cell phone company, and it was a little bit higher than normal, and you don't know why. You'd like to call and find out. But you know, because you've called before, and you've gone through the customer service um, circus, as I call it, where they, you know, flip you from one tent to another until you finally find the right one. <laughs> and then they do a song and dance for you and they try to make it seem like they've just completely been over backwards for you when in all reality, you feel like you just got the shit kicked out of you for the last 45 minutes or hour and a half because that's how long it takes to get anything done with customer service with your cell phone company. So you've experienced this before and you don't like that experience. It's a painful experience for you. Well, then, Jason, it sounds like the pain is the problem. No, 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 no. It's not the pain that's the problem. The pain is gone. That was way back when. Now the pain's only in your head. What do you mean the pain's only in my head? It's simple, right? You've experienced this before. You did not like it. It was not a pleasurable experience. So it was obviously a painful experience, right? It's not the pain that's stopping you. It's the fear of that same pain that's stopping you, the fear of the pain. Because quite frankly, you don't know how this particular call is going to go. You could call them up and they could get you right to the right department the first time. Somebody like, oh, I see we made an error here. Let's correct that for you. Anything else I can do? Have a nice day. You're on the phone and off the phone in 15 minutes. Not so bad, right? But you're convinced that that's not how it's going to go. You're convinced that you're going to experience the same kind of pain that you experienced the last time that you tried this. Okay, so that's why you're procrastinating. It's the fear of the pain, right? Fear is a huge motivator. You're like, dude, you just told me that I'm procrastinating because of my fear. I'm procrastinating because of the fear. And now you're telling me it's a motivator? Yes. It has motivated you to procrastinate. <laughs> it's a motivator and a demotivator all at the same time, okay? Here's my advice to you. Run towards the fear. Quit running away from the fear. Run into it. Because what's going to happen is when you run into that fear and you tackle that problem, even though you have the fear of the pain that's going to be associated with it, once you've completed that task, Regardless of how painful it was, it may have been painful during the process, but once it's over, it's done. The pain is gone. It's not there anymore. And the also thing that's the, the thing that is also not there anymore. Ah, talk today, Jason. The other thing that is not there anymore is that task that you've been procrastinating on. Look at that. You killed two birds with one fucking stone. Is that amazing or what? Right? One stone, two birds, maybe three. I don't know. It just depends on how you look at it. The point, the point of the matter is, and the point that I'm really trying to make here is that procrastination is caused by fear. Fear of pain. Fear of loss. Fear of not getting the thing done. Okay? Fear of what the other people are going to say. For example, let's say that you're behind on your mortgage, and it's going to be two weeks before you can come up with the money. That's a tough phone call to make, right? But 
you have two options. You can procrastinate, not make that phone call, and let the phone calls from the uh, from the mortgage company continue to flood your phone 17, 25, 36 times a day. And every time that phone rings and you see that phone number and you hit that bitch click button, you get this feeling, this little feeling in your gut, in your heart, in your chest. Things start to tighten up a little bit. You know what that is? That's fear. That's fear of the pain. It's fear that not getting it done is going to make things worse. But that doesn't motivate you to get it done, does it? No, it makes it even harder, right? It's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy, and I've used that term before, right? It's a downward spiral. It just keeps piling and piling and piling, just like everything else in your life. You know, you put it off, you put it off, you put it off, and then one day it's just, it's just too late. Let me give you an example, okay? I work for a pest control company still. <laughs> I tried to quit, but they wouldn't let me. Um, begged me to stay. Made a lot of changes to try to help things out. And show me that they want they want to keep me. You know, so uh, I'm giving them a, a second chance, I guess you could say. So I work for a pest control company, uh, company, and I sell I sell termite control a lot. So there's two different kinds of termite customers. One is a preventative and one is uh, what we call a defense or a treatment okay obviously a treatment is when oh I have termites come come take care of this problem that's a treatment but sometimes I go inspect and I find no activity no termites no signs of termites no damage no anything like that now at that moment in time that particular customer has two options. Number one, they can do nothing. A lot of people choose that. They can do nothing. Number two, they could prevent a termite attack. And there's a few ways to do that. And one of those ways is uh, a termite bait system that goes in the ground around the house. Is that going to guarantee that they'll never get termites? No. But in this particular company, if they do, they're going to not only take care of the termites themselves, but whatever damage they cause. Pretty good freaking deal, right? Doesn't matter what the cost is. What matters is that there's protection there. So that in the event termites cause $10,000 in damage to a garage wall, that $10,000 is on my company, not on the customer. Right? We're going to take care of that. So... There are two kinds of homeowners from what I've, I've discovered. There's proactive homeowners and there's reactive homeowners. Guess which one is more expensive? That's right, reactive homeowners. Let me give you an example. It might cost $1,000 to put bait around your house and then another $200 a year after that to get that bait inspected and keep it full. All right? 10 years, you're talking about 3,000 bucks total over 10 years. So $300 a year, you may as well say, to prevent termites from attacking your house. And then with that guarantee, if they do, if you do get termites, if they do attack your house, you're not gonna be paying for that damage. It's not your responsibility. It's my company's responsibility. You're not gonna be paying for the treatment of those termites because again, that's my company's responsibility. Basically, you're already paying for it. It's like having insurance against termites. 
because homeowners insurance doesn't cover that, right? 300 bucks a year is not bad for uh, insurance against termites. Wouldn't you agree? It doesn't matter if you agree or not. The point of the matter is that that is a preventative measure. So it's about 1000 bucks, about $3,000 for, for, for 11 years of coverage against termites for your home. Guess how much it costs if your home has termites? That same house, about 2000 bucks for the, uh, the actual treatment of those termites. And now at that point in time, we're not responsible for the damage because you're not protecting. We're not protecting your house, right? So you're responsible for whatever damage they cause. And should, they, uh, should you get termites most of the time before you even know that you have them, they've already caused eight to $10,000 damage in your house. So now you gotta pay a couple thousand dollars out for a treatment plus another eight, $10,000, you know, to fix whatever the hell they ate up in the house, okay? Um, if they chew through a major support beam, that could be even more money. I don't know. It, it, you don't know. And that's the key right there. You don't know. So if you're going to be reactive, it's going to cost you a lot more money than it is to be, you know, proactive and, and take care of things ahead of time. Plan for those, those future issues. And that is exactly what people do. Sometimes they'll say, yeah, you know, I think that termite bait is a really good idea, but uh, since I don't have termites, I'm just going to put it off till summer. I'm going to put it off till fall. I'm going to put it off till next year. Well, then what happens is you keep putting it off and you keep putting it off. As a matter of fact, a lot of times it just goes out of your mind. You don't think anything of it, right? After I was at your house and, you know, I'm pounding you over the head about why you should get termite bait. And you're like, let me think about it. I call you a couple of days later. You're like, I'm going to hold off. Well, after that, that phone call, I probably hang up the phone and you forgot my name. You forgot what we talked about. You forgot all about the fact that termites exist and they're out there in your yard chewing up in your wood pile right now. Like, you forgot all about that stuff, right? You're back to your day-to-day, -day, normal, busy, everyday life, and the last thing that's on your mind is termites. I mean, I just came to your house and told you you don't have termites, at least that I can see, although I can only see 20% of your foundation, 20% of your house. Everything else is covered up by drywall and paint and cabinets and furniture and everything else, right? But since I inspected and I said you don't have any termites today, you thought that means, well, I don't have them. I don't need to do anything about it. I'm going to wait. You wait, you wait, you wait. Two, three years goes by. All of a sudden, you decide that uh, you need to remodel the bathroom. You're pulling out the bathtub, and what do you find? A bunch of termite damage. Now it's going to cost you all kinds of money to fix the damage, cost you all kinds of money to treat for the termites. And, of course, there's a huge inconvenience there. You know, now you got to repair the place so your bathroom is shut down for a while. I mean, there's just a lot of stuff going on there. It's a lot of inconvenience, a lot of hassle. Whereas, had you prevented this situation to begin with, you wouldn't be dealing with this right now. And if you were, it'd at least be our dime as opposed to yours, you know? But you procrastinated and procrastinated and procrastinated until you forgot all about it. it you had no sense of urgency anymore, and it's no longer a big deal to you. Well, sure is a big deal when you get that bill for what it's going to cost to replace that bathroom that the termites chewed up and what it's going to cost to, to kill the termites that are there. <clears throat> right? So that's the difference between being proactive and reactive. And you're putting it off in that particular case. You're procrastinating in that particular case because you don't want to spend the money. 
you have a fear of pain from spending money. The money is the pain. Spending the money that you, you don't get to play with, that's the pain right there. And you're fearing letting go of that money and just losing it because you'll never get termites. Well, I'm just going to tell you this. If you own a house, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. You will eventually get termites unless you're protected. Just going to say that. I'm not trying to sell you anything, guys. It's just the nature uh, of the beast. Termites are everywhere. In one colony, or in one uh, given football field, there could be as many as three or four different termite colonies in the ground, subterranean termites, if you live in Ohio especially. So eventually it's going to happen, right? So if you're not protected, get protected. I'm going to tell you that too. Um, I don't care what company you use, especially if you're in Ohio, because I'm not making the money on that sale anyway. But if you're in Florida, call me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm probably not driving, you know, the five hours or whatever, eight hours it takes to get to Jacksonville. So if you're in South Florida, call me. <laughs> or Central Florida. Anyway, so um, procrastinating, prolonging the inevitable, because you're going to deal with that eventually. Right? It's just a matter of how prepared will you be when you get to that point. All right? Um, so the mortgage company keeps calling you. They call you five times a day. You're afraid to call them back because you can't give them a straight answer on when you're going to have the entire payment. You know, uh, maybe you had a car repair. Maybe your check was short. You, you, you missed a few days of work or whatever. It's going to be some time, but you're afraid to call them because you're not going to be able to work anything out. You're afraid they're going to harass you. You're afraid that they're going to tell you what a piece of shit you are because you have not paid your mortgage payment yet, okay? Squash those fears, man, because here's the reality of the situation. They don't give two shits. The person on the other end of the phone has no idea what you go through on a daily basis, no idea what your situation is like. All they know at this moment in time is that you are avoiding them and that you owe them money. They want to collect that money, and you keep sending them to voicemail. That's all they know right now. So their next step is going to have to be to go a little bit further with it to try to get you to just answer the phone. And I'm telling you the honest truth. If you pick up the phone and answer that phone call, 99 times out of 100, you're going to, your fears are going to be relieved immediately. And the reason why is because you're going to find out that they're more willing to work with you than you thought they were. Because, again... Your fear is based on a past experience or someone else's past experience. It's not today's reality. And that's the distinction that you have to make right there. You have to understand that it's fear of what might happen. It's not what is actually going to happen, but the fear of what might happen. And you don't actually know for a fact 100% what is going to happen until you put yourself in that situation. And if you keep procrastinating and not putting yourself in that situation, then you're never going to know, and it's going to continue to pile. So that, that gut feeling that you're getting when you see that phone number come across your caller ID, that feeling, that tightness in your chest, okay, you have the power to cure that problem. You have the power to fix that. You pick up the phone when they call or you pick up the phone and you call them back you tell them honestly don't bullshit just tell them what the situation is man it doesn't matter how ridiculous it sounds it doesn't matter if you sound like you're trying to just make excuses and a lot of times they might even think that on the other end of the phone but guess what it's none of your business what they think of you 
right? It's not your concern. That is not your problem. If they're judging you based on your situation, that's their problem, not yours. <clears throat> they're not going to send you a check to cover the bill, okay? They're not going to send you a check to cover your mortgage. They're not going to help you, you know, they're not going to help your kids with the homework. They're not going to come out and mow your lawn, your, your lawn okay? They're not going to do these things for you. They're not in any way helpful to you in, except for one thing, and that is to take care of your mortgage, and that's it. That is the only thing that they're good for in your life. Now, they may be very good people. They may have, you know, a wonderful family themselves, the person on the other end of the phone, I mean. They may have, uh, they may be the greatest people on earth. You don't know. But again, it doesn't matter. You don't need them for anything except for to take care of this one lousy problem that you're having, and that is the mortgage and the fact that they're calling you 10, 15 times a day while you're at work, right? And you're nervous and you're scared and, and everything else, right? Use them for that purpose, and that is it. doesn't matter what that person does, says, how they feel, what they think of you, you know, if they like pizza or they don't. Who gives a shit, man? That's not your problem. Your problem is that they're calling you constantly. It's causing you anxiety. So it's time to take care of this problem. Call them. Make that call. Man up, dude. That's all I can tell you. Man up. <laughs> Pull up your skirt, grab your balls, and pick up that phone and make that phone call. Get it done. Make it happen. And then what's going to happen once you're done with that phone call? They might piss you off. They might say some things that you don't really care for. You're going to experience probably a little bit of pain, a little bit of hardship during this. All right, that's probably going to happen. It could happen. It might not. It might. You don't know until you actually make the call. So make the call first, okay? You might have to experience a little bit of pain, a little bit of discomfort. But when you've hung up the phone from that conversation, you should have a plan of action in place to help solve the problem, which is getting that mortgage paid. Okay? I promise you they're going to be willing to help. I promise you they are. I don't care if you're three months behind. They don't want the house back. They don't want it. They want your money, not your house. I promise you. Okay? So if you're having that problem specifically, pick up the phone. Pick up the phone and call them. Don't let them continue to call your phone day after day after day, once on the hour or every half an hour all day long. Don't, don't allow that in your life. You're causing yourself more stress and anxiety than it's worth. If you would just be proactive, pick up that phone instead of being reactive and, and postponing and waiting and holding off until you've got the money or whatever, you're going to feel a lot better. As soon as you hang up that phone, you're gonna, your fear is going to go down, your anxiety is going to go down, your stress is going to go down. You're going to feel a lot better about yourself, about the situation, and more importantly, the task is complete. It's done. You don't have to do it again until next month if you're behind on the mortgage again. But if that's the case, call them before you get behind and say, look, I'm going to be behind and this is why. Okay? Don't be afraid to make that phone call, man. It's an uncomfortable situation. Yes, it's, it's uncomfortable. It's going to cause you a little discomfort. But again... You got to get it done. If you get it done, it's one less thing you have weighing on your shoulders. Dude, we got enough crap to deal with on a daily basis, right? We have enough bullshit that we have to deal with from one day to the next. We have enough bullshit, okay? 
Don't add more by procrastinating and not getting something done that needs to get done and needs to get done right away because it's causing you stress. It's, it's driving you crazy. It's causing you anxiety. It's disrupting your work day. All of those kinds of things, right? That's why you need to get it done. So procrastination is going to cause you to lose motivation. And losing motivation is the worst thing that you can do for yourself. The worst thing that you could do for yourself because when you become unmotivated, now not only are you procrastinating on the things that can cause you a little bit of pain, you're also procrastinating on the things that can cause you pleasure. Like proposing to your girlfriend that you've been with for five years and have yet to pop the question. Right? If you've been with somebody for five years and you've not yet asked that person to marry you and you get along well and all that good stuff and you're sharing checking accounts and personal information and maybe you have a house together even and you're still not asking that question, why? You know, if you're going to get some flack eventually, she's going to be like, dude, what's the problem? Why are you not, why do you not want to marry me? Am I not good enough for you? We've been together all this time, whatever. And then there's going to be a major problem down the road. Right? You guys are going to have a, a seriously difficult discussion eventually because of that. So even though marrying this person might be the best thing that you've ever done, might be the best decision you've ever made, you're procrastinating because maybe your parents were divorced and you saw them go through a really nasty breakup and you don't want to have to deal with that kind of a thing. You don't want... You don't want your heart broken. You don't want your, your, your kids in a situation where they have to, they feel like they have to choose between mom and dad or whatever. You know, I, I get that. I understand that. But again, it's the fear. Man, that's fear. Don't let fear stop you from doing the things that you love, being with the people you love. Right? Fear, fear can be crippling at times if you let it. But that's only if you let it. You have, to, you have to run into the fear, man. You have to face that fear. How many times have you heard that? Tell me when you were watching Scooby-Doo that you didn't hear that on, on Scooby-Doo. You've got to face your fear. I'm afraid of heights. Well, the best way to fix that is to get high. <laughs> I mean, you know, get up in the air. That's, you know what I mean. But <laughs> the, the best, if you're afraid of roller coasters, the best way to break that fear, man, is to get on one. Because really, there's nothing to be afraid of. Your chances of being injured or killed on a roller coaster are ridiculously slim. You've got a better chance of hitting the lottery. And you've got a better chance of getting into a car accident on your way to work than you do of you know, getting hurt or killed uh, on an amusement ride at an amusement park. Does it happen? Yeah, it happens. But, I mean, come on. What? You know, you know what else happens? You could get someone could get hit by lightning. That could happen too. Is that going to keep you from going outside during a rainstorm? Come on, come on, right? You can't even prepare for every single possible outcome, every single possible scenario. There's no way to do so. So there's never going to be a perfect time to ask that question: Will you marry me? There's never going to be a perfect time. Well, you know, I'm just waiting on having the right amount of money so I can have this big extravagant wedding and have these really fancy rings. I want to make sure she has the best ring money can buy. Fuck that. All right? You've been together five years. Come on, man. Do you really think it's about the ring? Is the ring a symbol of, of your relationship? Yes. It, it comes from the, the Bible. Actually, it's a pagan religion thing, to be honest with you. That's where it really came from. Um, and it's about the circle of life and how things, you know, continue to 
be born, grow, die, turn to dust, get born again, grow, die, the whole, the whole circle of life and everything. You know, it, it, it symbolizes the, the sanctity of your love for one another, how it's never ending because, you know, a circle is never ending. But anyway, so the point of the matter is the ring is, is symbolic, yes, but do you have to wait until you have $10,000 so that you can buy the sweetest ring money can buy? Come on. I don't think so. I'll bet you any amount of money, guys, if you have a girlfriend that you've been with for five years and you've been together all this time, man, you might not be thinking about it, but I bet she is. Women are different than men, dude. They, they think differently than, than I do. <laughs> I don't want to speak for all men, but I feel like I'm pretty, I'm pretty well-versed in how men think. I'm, I'm a typical male when it comes to a lot of things. So I know that, you know, that's not something that I think a lot, a lot about, you know, but when I got with Nikki, I thought about it a lot. I mean, I really did, but I mean, and mainly it was because I was so afraid to, to put myself out there and, and to make that kind of commitment again. That's, dude, that was scary. Making that kind of commitment a second time in my life, I mean, after the first time, I was like, I'm never getting married again. I'm never going to do this again. I don't want to deal with the, you know, the possible fallout. I don't want to deal with the heartache. I don't want to deal with, you know, uh, the kids and, and the things like that, that that really suffer from these kinds of situations, from the divorce and things like that. I was absolutely adamant about not getting married again until I met, until uh, I, I got together with Nikki. And then, you know, that just that changed my whole attitude. It really did. Um, because I knew that I had found my person at that point. And, and I knew that the chances of finding that one person that is like kind of almost made for you, the chances of finding that person in life are really slim. You know, I think that everybody gets that shot and you don't always know when it is or who it is or, or what it is, but I think it's there for everyone. Uh, but to be able to recognize that, I feel very, I feel very blessed that I was able to recognize that and, and that I took advantage of it. And then I didn't procrastinate. I could have waited. And I did. Honestly, I waited longer than I wanted to. And, and why did I wait? Why did I wait? Because I was afraid that I wasn't going to have the right ring. I was afraid that I wasn't going to have the right kind of wedding. These are all, all things that I was afraid of. That's why I was waiting. I, I wanted to wait until I had the money to buy her a ring and then I could propose to her like down on one knee with a ring in my hand just like you see in the movies, right? Because I didn't do that the first time. <laughs> For good reason. That's not the point. So I procrastinated. I waited. But then I talked to my wife. I said, Nikki, if we were to do something like this, what what would a ring look like for you? And, and and her reaction was something like, "Are you kidding me? You could wrap a rubber band around my finger and we could get married." That's I would I would absolutely do that. And that was the point that I decided that it was time to propose because she didn't give two shits about the ring, man. She didn't give she didn't care about the ring. She didn't care about the wedding. She didn't care about where we did it, uh, how we did it. In fact, she wanted to elope and just go somewhere and, and get married real quick, you know, at the courthouse or whatever. Um, but I wanted it to be more of a celebration. I'm kind of, uh, you know, a social animal, and I like my friends to be around, my family and stuff. So, you know, she's a little bit almost the opposite, not quite. Um, so, you know, 
we had different ideas of what the perfect situation would be. But again, I was wanting to wait for the perfect situation and it was never going to come. The wedding itself wasn't perfect. The, the weeks leading up to the wedding weren't perfect. The marriage hasn't been perfect. We've struggled. We've had difficult times. We work through them because we're soldiers and that's what we do. Right? And we love each other wholeheartedly. I mean, uh, just unconditionally. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just amazing. I didn't realize that it was even able, you know, it was even possible. So the point is that I stopped procrastinating. Once I stopped procrastinating, I made two people, actually I made five people extremely, extremely happy. Myself, my now wife, Nikki, and our three children. Ashley, my daughter from my first marriage, uh, she feels like she now has a bonus mom. How cool is that, right? You have a mom and you have a bonus mom. She doesn't call her stepmom. She calls her my bonus mom, Nikki. How cool is that, right? It's freaking cool. And I have bonus kids. I have a bonus daughter and a bonus son. I mean, that's awesome. Three kids. I love it. So I made a lot of people very happy. I squashed all my fears. That fear is now gone. I no longer have that fear. I'm no longer going to have to deal with that pain again because I stopped procrastinating. So we're going to stop now. I'm going to go ahead and take a short break. And then when I come back, I'm going to uh, continue some shout outs. And then I'm going to wrap this thing up on procrastination and uh, give you some tips on what you can do on a daily basis to keep yourself on task at all times. Okay, so have another song, take another uh, couple seconds to listen to a song, and I'll be right back with you. So we're back. Here we are. End of the day. Last stop out of the way. Uh, got to crawl through an attic full of rat shit and insulation. <laughs> that was fun. So I promised you guys I'd wrap it up, so that's what I'm going to do, okay? I want to give a real quick shout out. Uh, I've got a few young people listening to the podcast. And when I say young, I'm talking teenage, teenage people listening to my podcast. So I want to take a second to recognize uh, the the young folks out there listening. Um, Farron, I didn't even know you were listening. I appreciate it. A uh, young girl I met, I don't know, eight, ten years ago, something like that. Uh, she's now shoot an adult <laughs> you know with a kid I think or two or ten I don't know but anyway um, so thank you for listening and, and if you listen and you actually do the things that I talk about when it comes to things like not procrastinating and uh, you know and having a list of things to do a list of goals for yourself that kind of thing having goals is very important so I want you guys to, to keep that in mind uh, Farron my, my daughter my second daughter uh, Elena like she listens to the podcast pretty regularly, so I hope that she's, uh, Elena, I hope that you're taking these things seriously. This is not stuff that I say just to have fun, uh, although it is fun for me. Uh, it's, it's stuff that's true, and it's stuff that I've learned throughout my years that uh, has helped me, and that there are things that I know that can help other people too, especially the young people when it, like, when it comes to communication uh, and things like that, you know. It's very important. So I appreciate you two listening. Um, my friend Angie, thank you for listening and, uh, you know, giving me shit when I haven't posted in enough, enough time for you or fast enough for you. I appreciate that. Um, my friend Kirk, Kirk, you're, you're the man, bro. You know it. I mean, I, I don't even have to say it. Um, I got a new listener, Dwayne. Dwayne's a good buddy of mine. He was at my wedding, too, uh, along with Kirk. And 
uh, you know, and, and Mitch. I think Mitch has listened to it a couple times. So I appreciate you guys uh, very much. And I have a bunch of people that are listening that I don't even know. <laughs> you know, there's this, this kid, Colt. I think he's pretty young. Uh, I think he found me through, uh, through Starset, actually. Uh, I think he's been listening. He favorited the podcast. Thank you, Colt. I appreciate, uh, appreciate your loyalty. I appreciate your listening. And I appreciate you sharing. So, uh, everybody, thank you so much for, for being a part of this podcast with me. It's, it's really, uh, it's helped some people and it's helped, in, and including my wife, man. I mean, I see, I literally see on a daily basis sometimes the people uh, that this is having an effect on. So it means a lot to me, and I hope that it means a lot to you too. And I hope that you want to see this grow into something really big and really special because, um, you know, if it does, when it does, not if it does, but when it does, you're a part of that, man. The, the, the people who are listening right now, you guys, you're a part of that. I'm talking to you right now. Yes, you. You know, look at yourself in the mirror real quick and, and, and just realize that I'm thanking you. I'm looking you in the eye right now, and I'm thanking you for your support. Uh, and um, with that being said, let's wrap up procrastination, the motivation killer. So we talked about the fact that the reason that you procrastinate is, is most of the time out of fear. Almost every single time it's out of some kind of fear. And I want you to realize that the fear that you feel, the anxiety that you're feeling about doing that thing or making that decision or you know, pulling the trigger on that car or that house or whatever, you know, it causes you more harm than good to put those things off. I'm the kind of person, I make decisions now. I do it, I get it done. Now, do I make mistakes? Damn right I do, and a lot of them. I've made more mistakes than I could ever possibly count. But guess what? Those mistakes have taught me more than my successes have ever taught me. The reason that I'm successful in certain areas is because I've already fucked everything up once. <laughs> I've literally built, destroyed, and rebuilt my life a few times. I mean, probably quite a few. So it's because of those mistakes that I can tell you with confidence that if you're procrastinating, it's because of fear. And if you embrace the fear, you're going to find yourself living a much happier, healthier life and, and have a lot less anxiety and have a lot fewer worries. And I'm telling you, man, there's nothing like, there's nothing like having fewer worries, you know, fewer things to worry about. You remember when you were watching, uh, when you were watching a really good movie, Forrest Gump, right? What happens when he got the letter in the mail from Apple? Well, the, he says, got this letter in the mail, says we're not going to have to worry about money anymore. Well, good. That's one less thing. It's one less thing. Thank you, Forrest Gump, for bringing us that insight, man. It's one less thing to worry about. Like I said before, guys, we have enough shit to worry about. You know, keeping food on the table, keeping shelter over our kids' heads, over our own heads. You know, um, car breaking down, not in good shape, uh, the, the, the job, the people at the job, your manager who's a total dick, whatever. We have enough shit to worry about that we don't need to add anything else to worry about. 
So let's stop doing that. Let's just go ahead and stop doing that now. The fear will go away. And then when you're done, <laughs> when that task has been completed, that you procrastinated doing for three weeks or three months or three years, when you've completed that task, dude, it's like I can't explain to you the feeling other than to say all of a sudden you can breathe again. All of a sudden you feel like everything is going to be okay. Because you know what? Everything is going to be okay. I'm going to tell you one little thing that my grandpa Bill used to say all the time and I feel like I've pretty much lived my life by this and make no mistake my grandpa Bill was not the most perfect person in the world he was an alcoholic um, he was uh, not an awesome husband to my grandmother and you know they divorced and and it, it was you know I, I rarely saw my grandpa Bill but uh, the latter few years of his life, I got to spend a lot of time with him, and uh, I, I'm glad that I did. And again, one of the things that he used to say all the time, well, the main thing is don't worry about it. The main thing is don't get excited. That's what he'd say. The main thing is don't get excited. And that's what it is, man. It, it all boils down to that. You know, you can look at something, it could be the, the, uh, the biggest pain in the ass in the world, but if you don't get excited about it, and you just go get that thing done, you're going to feel better about yourself. You're going to feel just a, a whole world has opened up to you now. So let's see what we can do about not procrastinating anymore. Let's recognize the fact that the procrastination is a direct result of your fears. And those fears, uh, although they may be legitimate fears, uh, they are not things that, that, you know, they may not even be true. They may not even be anything to worry about. But you're not going to know until you get to that point. So go do it. Go get it done. That's all I'm going to say, guys. That's it. That's all I got today. I said under 45 minutes, and I think I'm over that. My bad. <laughs> but I like to talk, you know. And when I'm sitting in my car driving, the only passengers I have to chat with right now, since I'm not training anybody new or anything like that, uh, I only have you guys, so I appreciate you listening, and uh, do me a favor, send me an email, guys, I want to chat with you, I want to talk to you, uh, I got a couple of emails so far, the email address to send your questions to, uh, or to just chat with me if you want to, it's very simple, dailydrivespodcast at gmail.com, send me a message, let's talk, let me find out a little bit more about you. And then uh, I'll tell you a little bit more about me. And if you follow me on Snapchat, every Monday I'm going to do a little Motivation Monday thing. I'm going to give you some little tidbit of information that's going to help you with your week. So follow me on Snapchat, Jason Cremines. I'm the official Jason Cremines on Instagram. That's where I do most of my stuff. I love Instagram. I hate Facebook. Uh, Jason Cremines rocks on Facebook. Even though I hate it, I'm still there. Uh, so, guys. I can't thank you enough. So until I talk to you again next time, stop procrastinating. Be good to yourself. Don't be a dick. Be good to each other. Peace. I'm out.